Hello, uh, my name is Diana Gravina. I'm the founding director of Procreate Project and the Mother House Studios. I'm also an artist, um, an independent curator and a birth doula. You're listening to the Mother of All Solutions, stories from mums as they navigate their return to work. With me, Laura Broderick. Welcome listeners to Mother of All Solutions in December 2022. I am today in a very special space. I'm at the Motherhouse Studios in South East London in Catford. Um, it's a place I've never visited before, so I'm really pleased to have the opportunity today to come and see the space and also talk to Diana Gravina, who's the, the director of this project, and she'll be telling us much more about it. So hi, Diana, how are you today? I'm good, better after our little chat. <laughs> I know, a preamble is always necessary in a podcast and a coffee, of course, as well. Um, so we're in this very special space, as I mentioned, but let's try and like kind of describe it for our listeners. Um, what's the space? What is Motherhouse Studios, Diana? The Motherhouse Studios is one of the initiatives that, run, that is run by Procreate Project. Uh, it's um, an artist studio space with integrated childcare. And that means that we have an open plan studio space with lots of desks and space to make art um, and an interconnected uh, room for play and creativity dedicated to the children. It's amazing. I mean, I walked in and I, I kind of had a sense of, like I'd seen photographs on Instagram of the desks and the artists working but I went into the what you've described as the play space the playroom and it's so lovely it's like a real like den of creativity there's like obviously different textures and cushions and a wigwam but then there's also kind of beautiful artwork up on the walls and children with um, their parents in the space Um, it just felt like a very great atmosphere and the kind of atmosphere you'd want a, a young person to be in a child to be in and um, so tell us about the model you've made this artist studios with this integrated childcare. how did that come about and how long have you been running mother house the first time that i thought about the mother house studios was back in 2014 um i was having conversation with a lot of artists um here in the UK, but also internationally, because I had just recently started my journey with Procreate Project. So really I was building up the community and having loads of conversations with people that were in, um, experiencing um, mothering and uh, parented um, at the same time that I was. And everybody was really, um, exposing the the lack of um, space to keep making art during these early days of um, of parenting and um, and how you know the, uh, their studio space in the house uh, might have become the children's room or how childcare was unaffordable or how they didn't really want to be separated and how something shifted for them. They thought that they would just wanted to go straight to work, um, me being one of them. But actually then when having their children, they wanted to have a different 
choice um, of the possibility to choose something different for themselves and their children and that something didn't exist so I thought that um, a studio space a working space where you could actually bring your children along existed so I started researching mm. and I found I found out that it didn't uh, exist, not in the UK, but actually not in anywhere wow. in in the world. And uh, so I started thinking about how to bring um, play and creativity and making and parenting all in one place. Mm. So I started back then. I presented the first sketch <laughs> uh, of this idea in 2015 at the okay. Women's Art Library at Goldsmiths okay. um, during our first um, in-person event okay. with Procreate Project and, and after that um, I've started looking for a space that could mm. su- suit this idea. Um, and it was really hard to actually find that yeah. perfection, yeah. that space that will accommodate a crash. Uh, type of facility with Mm. a studio space Uh, and actually that was a crucial point Mm. Uh, we were still thinking about having a crash because the idea of making art with fully integrated um, the fully integrated presence of Mm. the children wasn't something that had been brought up with Mm. Um, I was brought up with as many of us uh, with the idea that separation it's the only way possible for the making so you've had um, making and then care is something in its is own something domain. separate mm-hmm. yeah exactly mm-hmm. but because finding such resources and space was so hard then the, we had to decide to decisions to make either mm-hmm. forget about this idea yeah. or work with what was present at the time yeah. we found a beautiful open plan space yeah. with an incredible garden in Waterloo at Eclectic Um, and uh, we just decided to go with the imperfection okay and embrace that Mm -hmm. embrace um, the beautiful community that came together we had over 35 artists in 2016 that wanted to participate in this experimental pilot project Um, and we didn't have any formal childcare at all Um, and it worked organically where everyone was just looking after each other's children yeah, and their own yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, it was the time when we found out that actually integration was possible mm. and that it didn't mean chaos um, lack of creativity or lack of working space mm. it actually meant the opposite mm. it meant fluidity it meant Um, release of tension Mm -hmm. and it meant a lot of art making I bet and so that was what 2016 you said in Waterloo and were you quite surprised then by how that worked it sounds like it wasn't necessarily your your vision but actually kind of I suppose that's a creative process though right you work through something and you make iterations of it and you change and develop so 
Yeah. So after 2016, then with that kind of first pilot, how did you move to Catford? What was the next step? Were you then looking for a different type of space? Or well, we actually returned in 2017 at Eclectic, and we stayed there for five months, operating two days a week. Um, and we started working on the self-sustainability of the model because mm. we still hadn't received any funding at all. Okay. Not for Procreate Project and not for the Mother House Studios. So um, we started working with an incredible um, play therapist, okay. um, Elisa Fontana, and uh, I've started shaping the, the idea of having a bit... Um, more structured space for the children yeah. um, within this very unique context mm. um, and uh, so these five months were the next step we put a little teaser online mm -hmm. showing people what we were doing and we started receiving so many inquiries I from bet. all around the UK mm. and also from abroad of mm. people that really wanted to mm. um, to know how we were making it happen how we were doing um what we were doing and uh it's um how the first pilot outside of london came about so we piloted the mother house studio model in stroud oh right okay yeah so that was the third step mm -hmm. of really testing if the model was um, really working or if was that special place that yeah. was making it what it was and actually worked beautifully okay. in, in another space with another community. Yeah, it's quite a creative uh, place though, Stroud, isn't it? Is it? Absolutely, yeah. it was mm. a really, really positive experience. Mm. Uh, I've actually went there, I've stayed two days, mm. initiated it all and then I left it Yeah, your, with your them. thing now. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and they really, really embraced the model okay. and it was a positive experience and so from then uh, the possibility of having this model replicated mm -hmm. came into mind and we started looking for funding to and a place where to establish a more longer term um, studio space and to really kind of guarantee this provision longer mm -hmm. term for artists yeah. and uh, we received the funding through a crowdfunding campaign on Space Hive at the end of 2018 mm, amazing. Mm. and since it took us two years to find a space in Catford wow. and then the pandemic hit um, so you found your space and you hadn't got it operational before the pandemic no no okay no. okay uh, we actually started during the pandemic when, th mm. when things started opening up a bit yeah. and then we started the works. Like um, okay, slow and steady rather than the mm. kind of program probably that you'd envisaged. Okay. <laughs> yeah, mm. and uh, and since there's been a little bit of a bumpy road, uh, yeah, I have sure. to say, mm. with, with all the things that we don't put on social media because... Mm. <laughs> You don't show the warts and all, do you? <laughs> this is your moment to give a, a flavour of the, the journey, the good and the bad, okay? <laughs> um, but we're still here. It's mm. been a year. Okay. Uh, we're still fighting mm. for the provision to survive into a mm. uh, capitalistic system mm. and to really make sure that um, more people understand the need and yeah. importance of having such a space. So Diana, what, what do you feel going forward? 
or not even necessarily going forward, but kind of reflecting on what the artists that you've worked with and you as an artist practitioner yourself feel is sort of necessary and unique to, to being an artist and being a parent and that type of provision that should be created and funded for the group. Like, what what is this? Well, we're talking about a different layer of necessity and um, misrepresentation here because we're talking about primarily women, um, although we have also fathers now, uh, which I'm quite happy about um, because we're really kind of expanding on this concept of who primary caregivers should give Mm -hmm. and uh, different forms of family and kinship that exist. Um, However, it is a reality that um, primarily uh, mothers are the ones that are carrying uh, mm-hmm. most of the of the load the first years and the ones that are kind of for, forgotten from mm. the art sector on many level once mm. they have children we're talking about a lot of stereotypes attached to uh, having children yeah. and and the layer uh, of gender yeah. um, that makes this provision absolutely crucial yeah. for an artist to being put in a context, uh, a non-judgmental um, context and dedicated space where they can make art and still care for their children mm. uh, without necessarily having to compromise on neither. Yeah. Um, yeah, because a standard co-working, I mean, this is a co-working space. It's just a very uh, unique and specific one for the artist provision with the integrated childcare in it but like the the idea of an artist finding a space to be able to make and care and create and have a community together just is is you well you can feel it you can feel like we'll get some of the the voices of the artists and we'll speak to them as well but you can kind of get a real sense of that community and that creativity coming through and of course you know an artist is going to need space to make in they can't just sit at a typical desk with a laptop you know they've got to be certain unique conditions for an artist to produce and I'm sure as you started to reference there are limitations in the art world put on mothers primarily as seen as the caregivers into how they can still occupy space in the art world I mean sorry I'm just rambling now Diana I just think it's a really interesting model (laughs) yeah I mean there is also the financial layer Mm. that adds to it because of course an artist just cannot guarantee um, that he's going to make money Mm -hmm. from that making from their work Um, and if you look at the prices for childcare and the prices for a co-working space and it's um it's clear that yeah. they wouldn't be able to afford it. And we're still really working on affordability mm-hmm. when it comes to the mother house studios and how we can remain self-sustainable while maintaining their level of affordability yeah. for um, the people in our community. Mm. Um, and I also want to mention that we embrace different practices Mm. so there are people that come here and that shift between art making and computer-based because it's a reality Mm. a computer-based work it's a reality that there is a lot of admin Mm. into an artist practice uh, that needs to get done um 
and um, we have people that work primarily under computer because they might work on digital mm-hmm. um, art yeah. projects. So uh, it, it embraces different um, practices. Yeah and different way of working yeah, yeah. but it's the mix that makes it quite vibrant yeah and, yeah. and do your artists I mean obviously they informally share because it's an open plan space so there's that informality of seeing what everyone's working on but do you do like things like presentations and formal sharing or um showcasing works in progress or things like that have you built that in or is that just up to the artists if they feel it's appropriate to do that we had some uh, internal crit groups mm-hmm. of some sort where an artist needed some feedback mm. on um, a work in progress i think that the element of the community is incredibly mm. p- powerful in yeah. this space uh, and it really uh, cross bridges between um i need to talk to you about how awful i'm feeling today about yeah. how i've responded to my child <gasps> And oh, look what I'm working. I'm really excited about this project, but mm. I am not sure where to go next. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that element of the community where you can actually embrace yeah. your whole existence as a mother, a parent and, and uh, being a professional yeah. um, and a creative person, it really gets melt into um, yeah. Yeah, a one into one place, one community, one family. Mm. Oh, it's so special. And yeah, just we'll, we'll move on to talk to some of the artists in a minute, but you do have different models of being involved in that community. Some people are kind of here pretty much full time and hire desks, don't they? Others come in more on an ad hoc basis. So um, just having that, is that right? Have I got that kind of right sort yeah. of model? Um, having those options for people depending on their time and their practice and their childcare needs it must yeah we yeah. work on flexibility as mm-hmm. well as affordability yeah. and access um because well the experience tell us that uh, a lot of the artists and, and the people that we work with wouldn't be using the space full time and by full time I mean five seven days a week anyway so we've built in a part-time membership schemes where the artist can book for two days or three days a week with integrated childcare support Um, they can still store all that stuff here uh, so they have storage space but then the surface of the desk might be cleared out for the next artist that has booked the other days of the week to come in and that really helps with the affordable the affordability um and to provide also access to more artists Mm. knowing that pretty much most of the people that we have talked with and worked with anyway will need access part-time so two three days a week great and you also have a a childcare practitioner on site don't you You have somebody who can help support the children's learning and development and creativity yeah um so is is that person normally on site full-time or how does that work so at the moment here in Catford we have the integrated childcare support uh three days a week but okay. we're building up to four and five Amazing. uh while mm. we grow in mm. the community 
Um, it's a very child-centered space. So the person that um, is in the children's or the play space, Mm -hmm. um, it's a a listener, Mm -hmm. somebody that inspires the children, that offer resources. Um, But at the same time, it's somebody that is just kind of a grounding presence. Mm. Uh, we operate very much um, inspired by the Reggio Emilia approach. Mm. So there is not a fixed schedule to the day. Mm. Otherwise, this integration between one space and the other wouldn't really be flowing. Yeah. Um, but it's an incredible space that is set up in um, different areas with different resources and purposes to the space and then it gets activated by the children together with the people that are there to facilitate the the play and the creation in that space and i'll put a link in the show notes about the reggio emilia model i don't know a lot about it but it's an italian model isn't it that was it from the 70s or I don't know, like whether child-centered learning and kind of following the child's lead and play and development. Yeah. And yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah, as I say, I don't know a lot about it, but I have read a little bit, so it's fascinating. So, Diana, thank you so much for that introduction to, to you know, what's happening here in the Motherhouse family. And before we move on to speak to some of the artists directly, how can people find out more or keep in touch with you? What's the best way for, for listeners to do that? So we got a website, um, motherhousestudios.com, and we are on Instagram as Motherhouse Studios, mm-hmm. but also Procreate Project. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Diana. Thank um, you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Look forward to, to hearing from your, your family. Yes. <laughs> your second family. Let's go. <laughs> chatting to Diana and I've moved into the studio space and I'm talking with some of the artists who are working here now and um, so hello Liz hi how are you today uh, yeah yeah I think I'm okay I think you're okay <laughs> for a Friday yeah um, Liz can you explain to listeners what you were working on before I came over and said come on Mike <laughs> well um I have a little uh business called woven branch Mm -hmm. and uh, I make loads of things out of stuff that grows like next to my house or locally or like the council is about to strim Mm -hmm. Um, so I've been yeah just doing some little mats out of daylilies and uh, writing some lists (laughs) and how long's woven branch been running for just over a year now okay and were yeah. you doing a similar sort of art practice beforehand or how do you I like describe your practice then what's your um yeah well this is like a really focus this is like really focus my practice on uh, on using like found materials basically um yeah so it's a new thing and it's really developed basically kind of in conjunction <laughs> with my time here ah so and how long have you been using motherhouse for it's definitely it's been about six months Six months. Six months now, I think. It's been quite, yeah. So, and I've been coming sort of solidly, like weekly since then. And uh, a load of the ideas that I'm doing now have just come out of like grabbing some materials on the way and then just sitting here and having the space to have some ideas and just like be like, oh, right, yeah, I could like make mats out of all this crazy like dry leaf pile who else do you bring with you because obviously this is a, a model that you can bring your children to yeah i bring um i bring my two kids idris hello idris <laughs> idris who wants me to catch him 
and Ishka, who's Idris's big sister. So the children like mainly disappear into the big playroom. They really love it and they like hop outside, like hop up and down outside the gate before we come in and then they just like run in and I kind of apart from right now, I hardly ever really see them. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, they, they just really like it here. So they use the big room a lot and then I often feed Idris to sleep in the little breakout room over there just when he needs a little rest. Nap, yep. We all need naps. Yeah. <laughs> just we don't get them as adults, that's all. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, and brilliant. There, and there's like a little selection of books in the reading room as well, so I try and like read a few pages or something. Oh, well, thank you, Liz. And thank you, Idris. I know it's lunchtime, yeah. so um, we'll say our goodbyes. So I'm joined now by Kalisha, one of the artists here. So hi. Hello. <laughs> How are you today? Okay, I'm very well, thank you. <laughs> it's a bit chilly in here though, isn't yes. it? I can notice like the Christmas jumpers are starting to emerge. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got my beanie on. You've got your beanie on, good, good. Um, so can you tell listeners to Mother of All Solutions a little bit about yourself, like your practice and then your family? So maybe start with your art. <laughs> sure, um, I'm a textile designer and um, I produce prints and textiles for interiors Um, and um, I have two sons one is six and the other one is three and a half Mm -hmm. Um, I joined the mother house in January and um, it just really enabled me to come with my youngest son get back into my practice and and have the childcare there so you know it does take time for the um, it did take for him to settle um, but um, you know it just enabled me to get back into my work really mm. and was this the first childcare that you'd used for him already been somewhere else before you joining the studio? no because of um, lockdown oh, especially um, yeah so it was it really was the first place I'd you know was able to sort of hand him over and get some work done yeah. so that was and your eldest really was at useful. school at that point yeah my yeah. eldest was at school mm. and in what kind of practice have you kind of re-engaged doing like what what you said textiles but are you making small works at the desk or do you do bigger pieces on the floor like paint the picture of, of well, what you're doing literally because of having to look after the boys throughout lockdown I, I hadn't done any work okay. um for at least two years so it really was just about playing and getting back into it mm-hmm. so I wasn't really producing anything for any anything specific at the time mm. it was really just you know getting the paints out yeah. and getting the brushes out and just you know designing again. designing again just like things that interested me like I draw a lot of florals and paint a lot of florals um yeah so there was no real aim it was just to play I mean I even did like gifts for friends and an artwork for my son's bedroom and this kind of thing just to get back into it really for the first few months Mm. um and now I'm actually producing work and um trying to to sell it basically yeah, and it's now progressed whether yeah. you all well I know I personally like take time to warm up to doing yeah. stuff again and when you've had a gap for parenting and yes. the pandemic it's, yeah. it's a decent gap to to try and restart um 
So great. And how could listeners um, see your work? Have you got anything online or anything? Not yet. Not no, yet. That's the next so. step. That's right. the next step. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck with that. And, thank um, you. It's really nice to meet you and hear about you and your work and your family. So thank you, Kalisha. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. So, um, hello to Max now. Hi, Max. Hello. <laughs> really nice to sit with you. The, your 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 son has uh, drifted off to sleep nicely. Mm, we <laughs> might be able to hear the white noise in the background. <laughs> no, it's perfect. So, um, tell me a little bit about you and your use of Motherhouse Studios. Um, how long have you been here? That type of thing. So, my name's Max. I'm um, an artist. I work a lot with technology and data, and I like to make things with electronics. So there's a lot of wires around my desk or oh, hanging yes. up, yeah. And I joined Mother House in November last year, I think when it was starting up. And um, my partner uh, is female, she ident- she's a musician. So okay. she, we were both looking at the space when it was advertised and thinking, God, that looks brilliant, that looks amazing. Like, what a fantastic solution potentially to all our problems. But then yeah. I was like, but then my partner needs kind of privacy to sing and make yeah. loud noises at home. She's like, oh, the shared studio thing isn't going to work, work for her. Mm. So I um, kind of was very nervous and came along to the open day and I was like, I'd really like to come and work here too because my, she's a musician yeah. and it would really help my partner if she can work from home and then I come in here and... Yeah, yeah. Um, Separate and the making. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And so you've been here since November and as you say you came to that open studio um, and how is your like kind of childcare situation working? You're, I mentioned that your your son's... So Max how do you like organise your making and your childcare in the space then? Do you use the full flow or does it vary day to day sort of thing? Well what seems to emerge from this interdependent culture is that we sort of borrow and are inspired off each other's models that we create for getting work done Mm. and looking after our children all at the same time and juggling and I've been really inspired by seeing the other little solutions that people come up with obviously every child's different so some people come up with uh, more tailored solutions for their child and making dark areas where they can nap under the desk little Mm. teepees and soft areas or um, coming up with ways in which you can get work done simultaneously whilst taking care of your child and also keeping an eye out on other children too because they run around and it's a kind of free roaming space for the children to see their parents and carers working at the same time is important Mm. too Mm. so and at the moment in this afternoon area there is a sort of lull there's still this kind of nice afternoon nap area where you'll see a lot of parents and carers grab their materials and run to their desk and yeah. furiously start not furiously but really energetically I've got an hour to make yeah. <laughs> and here's me coming along with microphones <laughs> but it's also nice to go in the kids area and, and make in there there's mm. tables and chairs there where you can um you can if you wait you know you can get on with things and it's like write I do a bit of write I do a lot of writing and reading here okay. it's I found that something to be um a process that I can quickly be interrupted by and go back to and is that more your research and development process or is that actually your works that you would showcase in some way or yes there's um sort of two aspects first is what you mentioned the research and development for works that i uh, showcase but then the writing is a new thing that developed since i joined here where i felt out of touch with my creativity Mm. after becoming a parent and felt like i was having to 
I needed to do some things to sort of get back into that mm. pool of water and um, creative writing exercises, uh, very short 10 minute writing of flash fiction. So just mm. trying to write short stories, which is totally new to my practice, become that merged through being here at Mother House, just mm. finding new practices that suit the environment of a shared culture between children and creativity and a shared space. And I haven't started sharing, I've got lots of stories now because yeah. I started doing them when I'm here yeah. and uh, I've been doing about one a week and I'm, I'm ready to start sharing them. Oh, great. But um, it has been just one of those personal things to keep the creative process flowing. Yeah, which, to get going again. Yeah. yeah, no, it's so interesting. And then just, we'll, we will touch upon it because I think, am I right in thinking you're one of, or the only dad currently using the space? Or um, are there other there, dads There are well? some other dads that have joined um, recently. Mm. Um, so I'm not the only dad, but I, I have been for a long time, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> when you came for the open day, you were obviously looking more for your, your partner <laughs> yeah. to, to use the space. Yeah. Like the name, and I, do, I talk about this because my podcast is Mother of All Solutions. Mm -hmm. You know, like did the name Mother House put you off or was it just generally like, let's see the space and be proactive about our family's needs? Like, how did it feel? Yeah, I think I'm really grateful that um, the... Paul and Diana, uh, the people that manage the space, were open to people's circumstances and conditions and have obviously a priority for mothers and, and non-binary and anyone identifying as female, but then heard out my situation where we, where this benefits, you know, the mother in our yeah. family a lot yeah, yeah, yeah. by me being here. And um, so, yeah, I'm really grateful and privileged to be able to be in this space. And uh, yeah, hopefully, I think, there's this other aspect to it too, which I think a lot of people want to share the um, childcare with mm -hmm. their partner before yeah. they have kids. And then um, it becomes quite difficult too with the cost of childcare and the gender pay gap. I mm -hmm. think there's this inclination that men then can earn more often, unfortunately, mm -hmm. still. And so they go and work full time whilst the mother yeah. takes the burden and huge responsibility for the full time childcare. So, there needs to be spaces like this which are which support not defaulting to that model, yeah. model which is oppressive right and a massive burden and quite a struggle yeah. to say the least yeah 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 and it's so <laughs> for both partners yeah and it is so hard those traditional norms just you somehow can fall back into it unless you're conscious of it and it sounds like you as a family unit have found a, a good way to to kind of change that and embrace that okay Great, Max, thank you so much. Um, how could people find out more about your work, whether it's the writings that might come out or <laughs> these digital pieces that you're working on? Or so um, my name's Max Dovey, D-O-V-E-Y. MaxDovey.com is my website and that's my name on socials as Perfect. well. Perfect. Thank you, Max. And um, make the most of this nap time. <laughs> yeah, I think I can just hear him waking up now. Oh, no. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> See you in a bit. Okay, um, I'm now joined by Paula, who's co-director with Diana, who we heard from earlier on. Um, so, Paula, let's just extend the story of Motherhouse Studios. Um, from from what I gather, you, you sort of came in after the pilot stage and helped develop the model further. Um, do you want to tell listeners a little bit about that time and that sort of what you had to do in order to get this, this up? Yeah. 
I come from a different um, um, professional field from Diana. Diana is an artist, a performer, and I um, have been working as an art professional, a curator, and um, gallery manager for different institutions. And um, after quite a few years of doing that, obviously I wanted to, I just figured out that I was 38 and I probably should have thought about like uh, having a child. Um, and I, I thought that was the perfect time to go on a sabbatical and, and, and start a family. But of course, when I had my first child, I started to think that I didn't want to work at the pace uh, that the art world demanded at that time. And so I, um, I started to think about a place, an ideal place, where artists and curators like me or other art professionals would come together with their children and had a bit of a space to work, mm. um, um, having the children in the same space. Um, so when I started my research, and that was in 2017, I discovered that um, Diana Gravina had uh, already had two pilots and she um, created already a space like that called the Mother House. So I decided to join forces with her mm -hmm. and since then we worked together. Um, and it is a wonderful idea. I mean, we worked a lot. I'm sure Diana told you. Um, it's been like for a few years we've been trying to look for a, the right place to, um, to, to finally have a permanent mm -hmm. um, space for everything and um actually it's, it's been like a year and a half and it's been like a roller coaster mm. really um but um we're very happy and um, we have monthly um a really nice group of 12 artists at the moment and the community is still growing uh so i, I can yes. like you can see for yourself it's it's a space um especially the, the children room it's a the children's room is beautiful. beautiful it's really space. magical yeah. yeah and it's also like an amazing community mm -hmm. of women uh, that uh, connects through different um parts of their life it's not about mm. just motherhood but it's about their artistic practice mm. and uh, it's a group of friends growing together basically oh, well thank you Paula and thank you to you and Diana for opening the doors for me today to come and meet with you both and also hear from the artists here it, it is a real range of types of people and types of practice and um, a very special energy yeah. so so thank, thank you. you thank you and you've been listening to the mother of all solutions in December 2022 with your host Laura Broderick and all my guests today, Paola, Diana, and the artists that you've heard from. I hope you've enjoyed the episode. If you have, please do share it with your friends or your networks. And yeah, keep in touch, Solutions Mother, on Instagram or Twitter. Thank you for listening. Bye.